Thanks for joining us for our conversation this week. I'm Amy Tokas, co-host with Sandy Lane. This podcast, we are talking about aging. Sandy and I discuss how the definition of aging gracefully has changed over the years. We also share some strategies that will make aging easier for us. Added bonus, in the conversation, we find out how Sandy got banned from TikTok. It's a really funny story. Always keeping it real. Thanks for listening to Your Real, Your Ideal. Enjoy the conversation. Well, hello, Sandy. Amy, good morning. I am so excited about our topic today. And I know we had like a last minute pivot to this, but my brain has just been super spiraling about it. How about you? Like, how you been? I love it that we can pivot and we can honor each other because what happened was yesterday, Amy and I got on to tape the podcast and I said, this is something I really want to talk about. And my nature is let's just talk about it right now. And Amy looked at me and I'm like, but you know what? Let's do it tomorrow morning. Then you have time to research and we can, and it was actually good for both of us. So, but I love how we can work together. And you kind of looked at me like, like right now without... I am. I, that is my nature. And I appreciate that you could embrace that because I have to prepare, like I have to get my mind on something. I have to think it through. I have to like, Oh, what would be interesting? So anyway, I am not a fly by the seat of my pants type person, unless I'm really prepared. But that's, that's what good partnerships are all about. It's understanding the person. And when I do the strength training, that would be more deliberative and I always tell people that are higher and deliberative and, you know, I'm sure it's in the middle for you. You're more analytical, right? But yeah. uh, it's like, speak up and say, I need time to think about this. And that's okay. Yeah, and we're good. We're ready to talk. And I've been thinking about it even more. So it's good. Good, good. So today our pivot is to talking about aging gracefully. Mm-hmm. And as we get started, I want to define that. What does that mean? And then we can talk about what it doesn't mean or whatever. So what in general, what does that mean? And one of the, one of the things that I came up with, um, is it was like acting your age, aging gracefully is acting your age and not trying to act something you're not either by your clothes or your hair or whatever, you know, for me, when I thought about it, the definition has changed. I would think about aging gracefully as something that I didn't identify with, but I looked at, it was probably more looks. So I would look at like my mother, my grandmother and say, look at them, they're aging gracefully, but I identified it with looks. And now that I'm in the seat, the hot seat, I have found that it has very It doesn't have to do with out in my mind. This is my definition of outward appearances. It's outwards appearances. If you're feeling good, it's so much deeper than that aging gracefully. It's how you feel, right? And so how you feel is exuded to the outside. I don't know. I, I would tell you, that's what I've been thinking more deeply about is how I looked at it 10 years ago, 20 years ago versus how I look at it today And how then even as myself today, aging gracefully, how people can say, oh, look at Amy, isn't she aging gracefully? And how people that don't know you very well are thinking, oh, that's because I'm looking and saying, oh, 
based off of Amy and her peers, she looks pretty darn good. You know, Amy, it's a comparative thing. And boy, she's aging well. She still looks good. But then now I feel like it's so much deeper than that because there's so many things that that are going on that we're, when we're aging that I didn't even think about that impact how I look, feel, energy I exude outwardly. But it's way beyond looks, right? It's it's right. well-being. It's all those things that when you age that you don't even know are going to hit you that affect outwardly how you move, how you act, how you look. Yes, I agree. I think there's the internal, how you see yourself and then the external, like what are the things that make you say they're aging gracefully? Like, what do you see? And typically it's somebody who's staying healthy and staying active. They're looking good. Um, they're, they're embracing their age mm-hmm. typically like you don't, typically say somebody's aging gracefully if they're trying to be 30 years younger and trying to look 50 filters on a picture because they don't want anybody to see the wrinkles and again we talk about ai it's it's not being judgy saying don't apply but you can tell if somebody has looked at a picture changed something that they're not comfortable in their own skin right that whether it's somebody you're sitting next to that says, please delete that picture. I want nobody to ever see that because mm, I I can see, look at my neck. Okay. That's fine. I appreciate that. I've got to respect that. But in the same sense, I don't think they're aging gracefully. I think they're really fighting this. Um, I never noticed that. I never would have noticed. They're the only ones who are going to notice that in the picture. Right. All right. So let's talk about some of the reasons that we like, I like your idea that aging gracefully when you're looking at yourself is about how you feel, because I think that that's the crux of almost everything, right? It's what, if you're being authentic and true to yourself and you're doing the things that make you feel okay. So you mentioned fillers. Um, We get defensive if we don't feel like we're accepting aging gracefully by doing something like that. And I have a friend who um, her eyelids were droopy like her. And, and so her well, doctor, I know a lot of people that have had that and have had surgery some, but no, I totally get an aging thing. Yeah. And the surgery is a facelift. And so with that, you know, her face was brightened up the whole thing, the wrinkles, everything. And, and she was very defensive about it. And I was like, you know, it's okay. Like enjoy it. But it was just interesting that when people commented on, oh my gosh, you look great. She got defensive and was like, had to justify it. Can I bring up something? Sure. Cause I'm going to, but I just want to throw it out there. Dolly Parton wearing the cheerleader outfit at the Dallas game got all talk about aging gracefully. Okay. Because she could give a rip about what everybody said about her. She is somebody who I think is so comfortable in her own skin, who has absolutely no problem saying, you know what? I love plastic surgery. If it's available, going to do it. I don't care if I'm wearing a 
cheerleading outfit. But to me, that's a very topical story right now that people would argue about what that means for Dolly. Well, she's not aging gracefully. She shouldn't be wearing that. She shouldn't be acting that way. Boy, if you read the comments, right? right. How much work has she had done? You know, we could go on and on, but there's, and then there's the camp of people that love Dolly a lot for her authenticity, her embracing herself and however she wants to project it, whether it be facelifts, plastic surgery, tiny outfits, but she's still authentic. So she's being herself and she's not telling other people they need to be like her. Right. She's just standing up for herself and saying, this is what's good for me. And she's not denying the plastic surgery and trying to say, and that's the other thing. You don't have to tell people, your friend doesn't have to tell anyone, mm -hmm. but uh, if, if a person's insecure about it, you also don't have to, uh, try to cover it up and lie. It was for medical reasons. It's nobody's business, right? I think the only time using Dolly as an example is when people ask her, she doesn't lie about it. She doesn't go into detail. She just says, you know what? Something, something I enjoy, you know, it's something I do. I feel better. It's what I want to do. And if she wants to wear the damn skirt, wear the damn skirt. Martha Stewart was asked, um, what is, how is her style? You know, she was formerly a model. She at then now what at age 80 sports illustrated swimsuit edition, which she got banged for. Oh, they did. Uh, people said they did, um, uh, Photoshopping, blah, blah, blah. They always do Photoshopping. Right. But right. people asked her, how is your style changed now that you're 80? And she said, my style's never changed. My style's been the same since I was young. Right. So Dolly's wearing Dallas cowboy clothes. Martha's wearing the same thing. Can we dress too young, Amy? I mean, are you not being graceful by not dressing your age? Is there such a thing as dressing your age? Who says what's the right thing to wear? Right. I completely agree. As long as you feel comfortable and you're doing it for you and you're not doing it because there's some outside expectation. Like yeah. there's, but there could be an expectation that you dress frumpy, or there could be an expectation that you dress like a 20 year old, whatever that is, as long as it's being true to yourself, I think it's okay. So aging gracefully, it's how you project yourself with confidence. Yes. Whatever age you are. Is yes. that Yeah. Yeah. I think of, um, one of the people I thought of, I thought of many people, but I thought of Elizabeth Taylor mm -hmm. because I just remember, you know, her being so, um, like she colored her hair until she died. Like she, I don't think she ever went gray, at least not that I can remember in my head. Right. And she, I don't know. She just exuded that going getting older, but still trying to look young, trying to be young. So similar to Dolly Parton, I would say, you know, trying to just make herself. But um, she wasn't comfortable in her own shoes. I did. That wasn't what I saw her projecting toward the end. Did you? I guess what I saw with her was this elegance and this trying to stay elegant and trying to stay beautiful. And so... Maybe I saw too many shots with Michael Jackson and it threw me off. Maybe so. 
Hey, Amy, and I say this, and I'm looking at my picture because we always tape this on YouTube, even though podcasts is our main. I always tape on YouTube, so we have some video clips. Yes, I you can apply varying filters. My mom was very excited when I showed her that. So, yeah. hey, then when I look at the screen, it's not like, oh, what is that little, even though I, you know, what is that little bump right there? So we apply our filters too, right? Yes, completely, completely. Um, one of the articles I found was talking about um, joyful aging. And there's a whole TED talk on it and I'm gonna post the links in the um, discussion. But one of the things that uh, they talked about in this article was aging gracefully, um, that there's, if there's this desperation. And I think that kind of defines that, oh, you know, they're trying too hard or so it's kind of uncool if it's that desperation, but if it's that authenticity, it's different. Mm -hmm. Um, the one thing it also said was the only way to be deemed acceptable is to have lucky genes or conceal your battles against time underneath a practice smile. Interesting. I know, which I thought that was interesting too, because I think it's true. A lot of people are like, oh, like here's a perfect example. Um, we were with some people last Thursday night and it's someone I haven't seen for a while. And I know today my hair is still drying, but I had curled my hair. I had long curls and um, my friend, she was like, oh, I love your hair. And I was like, oh, thanks. Okay. And then, and then she was like, you know, she's the same age as I am. She's like, I talked to my hairdresser about going gray, but she just said, I don't have enough gray in my hair that it's still, <laughs> and I was just, and, and I was sitting there and she's like, so I like, there was this whole cycle of conversation first. It's a little bit defensive that she hasn't let her hair gray. So she's like, you know, which I get, I'm just going to tell you a lot of people, that's like the first thing they do. They'll say something about my hair and then they'll say, this is why I don't do it, which is fine. I don't care. Like it's up to you. But then the other piece was like, oh, I've got great jeans and I don't have to color my hair yet. You know, <laughs> so it's like, like why make an excuse? Cause you know, I'm, when I'm done with this call, I'm going to my hairdresser and getting my hair colored, you know, and, and have I ever said, Amy, you know, we've had many conversations about your decision when you wanted to, cause when you wanted to go gray and I have a lot of friends, but I, aging gracefully doesn't mean you have to be defensive for your own decisions. No, gosh, no. reason for them. I, I don't know what my reason is. I don't know. I haven't gotten to the point of honestly saying, okay, what should I do? There's going to be that point with anything with our, our bodies have a shelf life, whether it be our hair, our skin, there's going to be a point where my, even though I have short muscular legs, I like to wear shorter shorts that I'm not going to wear. I'm going to decide not to wear shorter shorts anymore because the little dimpling things, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to spend the money and the time and the effort to get the, there's a laser, I guess that can make that better. And all I can think about is that takes time, money and effort, and I'll just wear sh longer shorts. That's my decision-making when I get to that point, that's what I'm going to do. And you know what, somebody else might choose to do it and you be you, you know, right now, to be a joyful aging person, I really like outdoor activity. And I, 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 
I got to tell you, part of it is vanity. I like to feel good, which brings up more joy and it fights some of the other things with aging because I do feel better when I'm working out, but I look better too. I I feel like it's one thing I can control. The body's going to age, the hair is going to go gray, the wrinkles are going to come in, the neck's going to do this, but I can control that. Um, But you know what, Amy, I, I get massages every other week now because my body it it helps it helps my body re, rejuvenate i'm not doing it as a luxury it's not a pampering i mean she really is a sports massage therapist but in order for me to do the things i want to do athletically at my age i need the massage so i'm choosing that over the laser but yeah that's just my choice right that's great yeah and and here's i'm just going to tell you you said something about the time effort of doing the laser I'm going to tell you, that's exactly why I stopped coloring my hair because of the time, the money, it was like the time and the money were driving me crazy. I was like, I can't believe I'm spending this much money trying to, and then, yeah, then I started getting itchy once and I was like, oh, this is a really good reason to stop. But I'm just going to say stopping was not this altruistic. Oh, I'm I'm just embracing myself. It was really like, I was using the data to be like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. So there's not this altruistic of, oh, I'm just going to embrace myself. That was not it. I was fighting it as long as I could. Amy, I think as we get older, almost everything is an ROI analysis. It really is. Because (laughs) as we get older, we know we have less time. So how do I want to spend it? And some people could say, I don't, I don't have time for a massage every two weeks, but if I don't do that, I I do two workouts a day and that's my choice, right? That's something I want to do. And, but everything is what's my return on the investment. And that's why Garrett asks me when I'm spending time on something, he'll say, are you having fun? Are you enjoying it? Are you doing what you want to do? My dad asked my mom the same thing because we also know as we age, we're looking at life differently. When I was in my twenties, it was always, I've got this time. I've got this runway. I can switch gears. I can switch careers. Not that I can't do that now in my fifties, but you look at things differently. You look at yourself at the end of the runway. Right. And so right. now it's like, Oh, I, you know, or how long am I going to feel good to run? So, okay. My ROI is I'm going to keep doing it as long as I feel good. And then I'll have to find something else. Right. But we look at things differently and how do we want to invest our time and money too, honestly? Cause I don't want to work that hard. <laughs> I yeah. just so I have a uh, friend who is close to my age. I'll say she's in her fifties. I'll say, um, I'm not for sure about that, but I, I, she's similar to my age. And she was talking about her father and her father had a long career as an architect and he retired well, I don't even know if he ever retired. I'll just say that. Um, but at 70 years old, he started <clears throat> writing and painting. Okay. And I was looking up today. I was looking him up because, um, cause I knew he had books out there and on Amazon, he has 10 books. Really? Yes. And so he started writing when he was 70. And I was like, wow, a lot of people at 70 would be like, I'm done, you know? And he just kept filling his time with his passion. Right. Exactly. So 
One of the things that I was reading that the re there's research on this piece that I was like, oh, this is completely fascinating, is to try a time warp. Okay. And it's actually setting, what they did is they did a study of this small group. So it's a small group. They put them in an environment that was from 20 years ago. So they were in their 50s and they put them in a room that was decorated like their thirties, their, all the sports, it was a group of men. So they were talking about sports from 20 years ago, like all of this stuff from 20 years ago. And, um, I, I'm just going to say, I think they were like in their seventies and this brought them down to their fifties. So okay. that was the age that 20 year. Okay. Some of them were walking with canes when they walked into this environment. And then at, by the end of it, they were all acting younger. They were, they were standing straighter. They said a, um, a, like a touch football game broke out. Like these were people walking with canes and they're because of their environment, they felt younger. Wow. I know. So they have, they said, taking that surround yourself with things that make you feel young, you know, like, um, I was reading recently about stairs in your environment, like in your home homes with stairs, the people live seven years longer than wow. people who live without stairs. And it's just because they continue to use, you know, use a different part of their body to move around their spaces instead of staying flat. Very interesting. And, you know, the thing you made me think about is two things. One, my mom and I spending so much time on all the old family photos, videos, reliving, you know, her history, my history. I think that does keep us keep us youthful and joyful because we are reliving. Cause then we're, I mean, we're not just looking at the pictures. We're talking to family members or develop, we're immersed in the stories because we're really creating the documentary of my family and we're constantly evolving the story, but we're immersed in it. And the other thing I'll tell you is my father-in-law, the I I've known him for 15 years and the most youthful I've ever seen. And what I, when I look at him and say, wow, he's aging gracefully, he's embracing life. He was dating a, a girl that he went to grade school with. And every time I was with him, we'd hear the same stories over and over again. They go back to what they did on the playground. You know, I think they were together through high school, but they were reliving their childhood all the time. And I remember Garrett saying, oh my gosh, we've heard those stories or they go back. I said, look at how joyful they are when they right. do this. And there's a reason I think why people reconnect with their high school sweethearts, with befriend people when they're at an older age that they were with when they were younger, because I think that's part of that Petri dish is that youthful joy comes back to them because they're living in that environment. Yes. I think that's so true. I, you know, I just was visiting with some high school friends and <laughs> so one of them, <clears throat> when we were in high school, we both got an extra earring. Like we split a pair of earrings mm -hmm. to get pierced. So I did one and she did one. And, um, it, 
just talking about that, that whole scenario, there were things that she remembered and things that I remembered, but I just felt so youthful because I just remember it was a little bit of an act of rebellion and there were lots of emotions. We got in a little trouble, like, and it was like, this whole, and I was just laughing and I was like, gosh, you know, it just felt, made me feel young. It was kind of a funny, so I can see where that reminiscing and that, uh, talking about those fun, joyful times. Is what, are the, what are the studies about people going to, let's say, assisted living or hanging out with people that are older, or let's just say you're not quite ready for assisted living or a nursing home. I wonder what the stats are on that because my father-in-law, the other thing was I couldn't understand at the time. And I understand better now when I'd say, why don't you go to the senior center? He's like, I don't want to go there. That's where all the old people are. Uh, I don't, you know, there was a lot of him saying, I don't want to go there because that's where the old people are. And I think, well, you are the old person, but then now when I put myself in his shoes, you know, I think about my mom who doesn't want to go to the athletic classes with the older people because now she goes with the younger people. Does that make her bad? No, she's going by people who she wants to be like, okay. Is that right. gracefully? She's not saying, she's not going there saying, Hey, I want you. I, I'm looking for praise for you to tell me I look like I'm 60. She's not looking right. for praise. She's totally doing it for herself. I, I think that gets back to circle back to what we talked about in the beginning. It, yes doing it for appearances or how it looks to others is different or getting affirmation. You really aren't aging. Don't you look great? You know, I know people are constantly looking for affirmation for people to tell them they look younger. Yes. Same. Yeah. There are just people. Yes. <laughs> and that's the road to nowhere because half yeah. of people are lying anyway, because it's flattery. That's easy. Small talk. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely. Um, one of the other things that this aging joyfully mentioned was staying engaged with technology and okay. how important that is to help age gracefully is to, because once we start disconnecting, then we, it's just a step to disconnecting more. And the story was about a grandma who wanted to learn how to use email because that's how her family was um, communicating on a lot of things. I think this was before texting. And so she wanted to be um, able to do that. And she was having trouble and she felt herself withdrawing. And so she asked her granddaughter, she's like, show me how to do this so that I can still be involved and understand. And I thought that was really interesting because even in the fifth, in our fifties, I know there's 50 year olds who are like, well, I'm not doing that. Like that's like for the young people, you know, that I'm not getting on that. I'm not doing that. And I think, Amy, when I hear, I hear a lot of people say, I want to get off Facebook. I hate Facebook. I'm going to get off Facebook. You know, I stay on it to keep connected with a lot of older family members, a lot. There are older family members that that's one of their only means of connection is that and email. And they like seeing the pictures of my younger cousins and their kids. And then I'm posting the things that my mom and I pull together, but it's an engagement thing with my extended family. And I don't, I, I think it's a selfish move. If I were to say, I want to get off of it because I'm getting nothing out of it. Well, I think you also have to think about what other people are getting out of it. And then based on that, you can limit on what you post, right. Or how you, how you choose to connect. You can send a private message to them. They 
some people would never know the difference, right? right. But it's a connection. I think that's important, the keeping the connection. So how do you feel about TikTok? Oh my gosh. I don't know, Amy, because I have a a very funny story. I'll be very short. I set up a TikTok account, did not know what I was doing. Um, I posted a six second video of me at the age of 10 swirling in a chair. And it said, look, some things have never changed. I got a notification that I've been banned permanently for bad stuff. And I just thought it was probably a sign. And I asked my kids are like, well, they're pretty quick at banning things. I showed them the video and they're like, I mean, literally I have a, a bow and I I'm twirling being silly for six seconds. So I don't know if did my account get hijacked by somebody else who put butts and boobs on it? I don't know, but that was my six seconds of glory. Amy got kicked out. So you tell me about TikTok. and maybe I'm afraid to go back on because I've been banned for life. Oh goodness. That is a funny story. Well, you tell me about TikToks. I know nothing about it. So I got on TikTok for a little bit, a couple of years ago, I think it was during COVID. And I will tell you, it was mostly for the recipes and the funny animal videos. That's what I enjoyed the most. And, and but what I realized was it started taking a lot of my time. So I kind of, I've weaned myself off of it, but when they were saying, talking about staying engaged with technology, I was thinking about, um, there's, there's, there's a couple of things I was thinking about. There's this TikTok grandma group, like this group, they are actually in an independent living or maybe assisted living facility. And there's somebody at their facility who organizes activities and she's been videotaping them doing TikTok dances and all of that stuff. And so there's a commercial on, and she says that her kids call her a TikTok grandma. Awesome. And I'm like, isn't that interesting the way that's connecting the generations by, by them staying involved in the technology that their grandkids are using for fun and stuff. And then the other group I thought of was the old gays. I don't know if you've heard of them. Probably not because you're not on TikTok, <laughs> which I'm just going to I'm going to keep giggling about because that's hilarious. Um, I'll post the six second video so everybody can see what I did to get banned from TikTok. Right, I love it. Okay, so the old gays is this group of men who are in their probably 70s, maybe 80s. I don't know. But they are posting all sorts of stuff and they're just happy. And there's actually going to be a docu-series about them. And I'm just completely enamored that they um, they embrace this platform and they're having fun with it. And now there's going to be even more for them. That's awesome. I know. I think it's great. So embracing technology is important. Um, the other thing I'm just going to tell you really quick, because I know we're getting close on time, is one of the things that they mentioned was instead of calling it an empty nest, call it a refeathered nest. Oh, I like it. I know. Isn't that great? Because it's like a place of possibility, creativity. And yes, I think that's great. So the fancy, right. I like the word fancy. All right. It's time to go age gracefully and get my hair colored. Yes. Enjoy. Uh Uh (laughs) And we will talk to you later. Bye, Amy. Bye.